what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I want to tell you why the church is lukewarm. The temperature in the pew, the temperature of the church is based on the temperature of what comes behind the pulpit. And when the faith of the preacher is lukewarm, then the faith of the people sitting in the pew is going to be lukewarm. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to If you have your Bibles, turn with me please to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, we want to continue with the subject of God's prophetic time clock. Revelation chapter 3. If you will, move down to verse 14. Revelation 3 and verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every man, woman, boy, and girl that's gathered to this place today. Everyone listening by radio and the internet, Lord, we just thank you for everyone you've brought this way. Lord, I have nothing to give, but Lord, you have everything. And Lord, this morning I ask for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide the word of truth, to say that, Lord, which you would have said here today. And I pray that the people will be edified, convicted, and drawn closer to you. Lord, it's my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. There is a special blessing promised to those who will read the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed are they who read, hear, and keep the things which are written in this book, for the time is at hand. Where are we on God's prophetic time clock? Jesus said, no man knows the day or the hour. However, we could know that the time was near, even at the door. And Revelation 1 and 3 says that the time is at hand. There is a special blessing in store for those who read the Word of God, hear it, keep it, and yet the book of Revelation is probably one of the least read books in the entirety of the Word of God. Why is that? A lot of Christian folks say, well, it's just hard to understand, and, and I, I can empathize with that. But the key to understanding the book of Revelation, verse 19, 
Jesus said, write the things which you have seen, that pertains to chapter 1 and the vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. Write the things which are, deals with the churches, the church age, Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Then he said, write the things which shall be hereafter, Revelation chapter 4, right on out to Revelation 22 and 21. And that is your key to understanding the book of Revelation. The problem is a lot of people get things out of context. A few years ago, there was a big oil spill somewhere or another. I can't remember where it was. But all that, that pipe busted there under the, under the ocean and all that oil just come spewing out. And the cameras were focused on it. And the water looked like it had turned to blood. And people were saying, well, that's the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 16, where the water is turned to blood. No, it was not the fulfillment of that particular scripture, because that is something that takes place after the church, after the church age. We are living right now, God's prophetic time clock, we are living during the era of the church age. When the Lord began to give to John on the Isle of Patmos, the book of Revelation, He said, I want you to write it to the seven churches which are in Asia. But... There was more than just seven churches that were in that area at that particular time. But the Lord chose these seven churches. There were issues that the Lord wanted to deal with. He called them out by name and He called them out in a specific order. And as we... Look back now over some 1985 years of church history. We can look back in our church history and compare it to what Jesus said to the churches and we see a striking resemblance. The church at Ephesus represents the apostolic church period. The church of the disciples. The church that we read about in the book of Acts. It ended with John, somewhere around A.D. 100. The church at Smyrna represents the martyr church, which lasted from A.D. 100 to A.D. 300. During this time, Rome hurled some ten bloody persecutions against the church. The church at Pergamos represents the state church, Lasted from A.D. 300 to about A.D. 500. It was a time when Constantine legalized Christianity and made it the state religion of the Roman Empire. It was during this time that hordes of pagans came into the church unsaved. The church at Thyatira represents the Papal Church. It started somewhere around A.D. 500 and continues under this hour as the Catholic Church. It is a time when the Bishop of Rome assumed supreme authority over the church and announced himself as Pope. 
The church at Sardis represents the Reformation church, had its beginning around A.D. 1500, continues under this hour as the Protestant church, which is divided up into many different denominations. The church at Philadelphia represents the missionary church. This period of modern mission started somewhere around A.D. 1800, and these years are just roughly rounding it, it off. They're not exact, but they're close approximations. And the missionary church period continues right on up into this very hour. And then Jesus addressed the church at Laodicea, which represents the day and age in which we now live. It is the apostate church. It represents a church where the people do not believe the Word of God as they should. When did this particular time period start? When Jesus gave the message to the seven churches, Jesus began by saying to the angel of the church of. The word angel simply means messenger. The one who gives the message. He is actually addressing the pastors of the church. Unto the pastor of the church of, and then the Lord would give a little bit of information about himself, a particular attribute about himself, one or more, that deals with the issues that were going on in that particular church. And the Lord addressed the pastor. I want you to know today that the Lord holds me responsible for the direction of this church. It is a position that I do not take lightly. Do you realize today that one of the most visited websites in the world is sermons.com? And it's most visited on a Saturday night. Preachers scrambling around trying to get a message on Sunday morning. I do not go to a website to get a message for this congregation. I go to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and He gives me that which He would have to be given unto you. And if you like it, fine. If you don't like it, then that's just fine. And I got news for you. Most of the messages that the Lord gave to the preacher to preach, it wasn't positive. Most of what the Lord had to say to the churches was negative. And he called out names. That flies in the face of what most preachers are being taught today because we're being taught, well, if you're going to have a big church and draw a crowd, you can't say anything negative. You can't rebuke anybody. Don't say anything about sin because that offends people. Don't say anything about the cross because that makes people feel bad. And we want people to come to church and feel good. That ain't what this book says. 
Jesus gave the message to the preacher, and the preacher has a responsibility to deliver it. God help us today. We got a bunch of jelly-backed preachers standing behind the pulpit that won't preach what God tells them to preach. God give us preachers today that's got the backbone of a Texas saw log that'll preach the Word of God and shell it down and tell it like it is. Oh, but when you tell it like it is, that affects what goes in the offering plate. I mean that in a negative way. The Lord said to the church at Laodicea, verse 14, These things set the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Notice that, the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus Christ is the creator. In the book of John, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was nothing made that was made. In the beginning was God, not some little slime that fell off of an amoeba and wiggled up on the shore some ten billion years ago, and then a little ear sprouted out, and then a little leg propped out. And then wiggled up on the shore. But in the beginning was the Word of Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. i tell you when the Laodicean church period began. In 1859, Charles Darwin published his theories on evolution in a book called The Origin of species. By 1872, he published two more books devoted to animal emotions and psychology. Modern day psychology has its roots in this false teaching. When the church began to embrace these false humanistic teachings, that's when the Laodicean church period began. In 2012, the Barna Group conducted 743 telephone interviews with pastors all across the United States. From churches big and small, from all Christian denominations, 46% of those that were interviewed said that they did not believe in the Genesis account of creation and leaned more towards evolution or some type of mixture between the two. They do not believe in God, they believe in the monkey. Hair, tail, hide, and all. These are preachers that stand behind the pulpit on Sunday morning. And Jesus told the church, you are lukewarm. I'm going to tell you why the church is lukewarm. The temperature in the pew, the temperature of the church is based on the temperature of what comes behind the pulpit. And when the faith of the preacher is lukewarm, then the faith of the people sitting in the pew is going to be lukewarm. What did he mean by that? Lukewarm. I've heard a lot of messages in my life 
as it pertains to lukewarm. That's that new generation that's coming into church today with this newfangled music. That's this seeker-sensitive music, this seeker-sensitive stuff coming into church. People that come to church about half the time. People that are not quite dedicated and consecrated to the Lord as they ought to be. Oh, that's church members that believe in shacking up. They ain't married. Oh, that's churches that don't have a problem with voting in a preacher that's a homosexual. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? I could stand here for the next two hours and preach on lukewarm. But all of them would be symptoms. Are you hearing me? So what did the Lord mean when he said lukewarm? The folks at Laodicea knew what he meant. You see, the church at Laodicea, that city had a problem getting water there to the city. If you could have stood in the city of Laodicea and looked to the south, you would have seen the Phrygian Mountains. In the middle of June, you could stand and look up on those high mountain peaks and, st- and see snow up there. Snow would melt and run down the mountain. And so the Laodiceans, they built an aqueduct to try to capture that cold water as it left the mountain and direct it down there to the city of Laodicea. And the problem is, by the time the water got from there, ice cold, and got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. Wasn't pleasing to the taste. Down in the valley, we had the Lycus River runs into the Meander River. There are hot springs there. The water is so hot there that you can see steam coming from it. Today, the Turkish government has capped it off and they use it for different various things. But when the Laodiceans tried to capture that water and use it, by the time they got it back to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. All of their efforts was lukewarm. And Jesus said, verse 15, Revelation chapter 3, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Laodicea had plenty of water. But it was lukewarm. It wasn't pleasing to the taste. And the Lord looking down through history, seeing this day and age in which we now live, He says, you are lukewarm. There's something going on in the church that He's not pleased with. So we have to ask the question, what is it that pleases God. Brother James, is the Lord looking for me to read the Bible three chapters a day? Is the Lord looking for me to be inside this church every time the church door is open? Does the Lord expect me to pray an hour a day? 
All of those are good things. If you've got a problem with any of those things I've just mentioned, you, you need to examine yourself. You need to take a look at the symptoms. You need to take the thermometer and stick it down in your water and see how hot it is. So what is it that pleases God? Hebrews 11 verse 6. Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. There is only one way to come to God. One way. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the only way that you are going to make heaven your home. It's through and by Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross. God help us today. We've got too many churches that are saying always lead to God. We can just join hands with the Muslims because they might be a little different, but, but uh, all roads lead to God. As long as they follow the Koran, then they're going to heaven. Buddy, that's the problem in America now. That's why they had that explosion over there the other week. That's why people were out there today getting stabbed in London because people were following the Koran. That's the reason them airplanes flew in them buildings up there in New York back on 9-11. Because they were following the Koran. Lukewarm, a mixture. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Do you realize a lot of preachers don't even believe that there is a God? But yet they'll stand behind that pulpit and get a paycheck every week. The temperature of the faith of the church in these last days is not as it ought to be. There's one thing that God is looking for, that the Lord is looking for, and that is faith. Now, like I said a few minutes ago, Laodicea had plenty of water. But the quality wasn't where it ought to be. In the past 50 years, we've had more teaching on faith than ever before in the history of the church. And most of it you can throw in the garbage. Because all of it has to do with building your faith and getting more faith. The disciples came to Jesus and said, increase our faith. And Jesus said, if you had the faith as the size of a grain of mustard seed. So the amount of faith has nothing to do with it. It is the quality of your faith that God is looking for. Is your faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary's cross? Faith has to have a target. And the church today is taught everything in the world except Christ and the cross. They might teach Jesus Christ and him crucified relative to salvation, but when it comes to sanctification, 
sanctification. How we live for God on a daily basis. We're we're fasting 21 days and we're going to purpose-driven life and we're doing this 12-step program and that 12-step program. All of that is works. Works. And Jesus said, I know by your works that you are lukewarm. He's not looking so much at your works as he's looking at your faith. Let me tell you, if your faith is right, then your works will be right. Are you hearing me today? Every single one of us need to look at ourselves spiritually. Because the time is at hand. His coming is even at the doors. And he said, because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out. You will be rejected. So this morning, as we close out with a hymn of invitation, I want you to examine yourself. Are you hot or cold? Are you lukewarm? Only you can answer that question. Jesus told this church, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if the Lord is knocking on your heart's door this morning, this altar is open. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.